Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies in their diapers, welcome to the Tiberia Show with your host, Tiberius Boy! That's me, Tiberius! Welcome to the Tiberius Show, and I'm your host, Tiberius Boy! And as always, we're looking at various jobs and how they affect the world around us. Today's is very interesting. We're going to talk to an award-winning psychologist and the co-founder of Open Source Wellness. Do you have an idea what a psychologist does? Well, neither do I. Let's find out. Let me introduce our next guest, the one, the only, the amazing, Benjamin Everett Aronson! That is by far the best introduction I have ever had, Tiberius. Thank you. Well, thank you for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure, man. Okay, so you were listed as an awards-winning psychologist. For my listeners that have no idea, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, so psychology is really the, the study of people. We uh, talk to people, we help them kind of live their best life and uh, work through challenging times. Different psychologists focus on, focus on different things. So some people really focus on uh, you know, anxiety or depression or the real challenging pieces. Mine focuses more on um, health and wellness and uh, improving our overall well-being. Got it. So it's not like a psychic that can't see the future? If only. I would have won the lottery by now. Okay, well, how'd you get started in the field of psychology? Yeah, I always really liked talking with people. I'm also like a third generation psychologist. My grandpa was a psychologist, uh, actually really early when the field was just developing right after World War II. And my dad was a psychologist and uh, he did both private practice where he'd see patients one-on-one. Wow. And then also worked in hospital. And um, I, I, had that to draw on and just always really liked talking to people and it felt like a, a way that I could talk and connect with people and also had the possibility to go into academia and teach and be a professor and I love when people listen to me so yeah that was a win. Cool so when did you know that this was the job for you? Um, I would say like halfway through college uh, I was really, that was where I was like making the shift from, is this a thing I'm just checking out or is this like the career I'm going to follow? Mm-hmm. So, is there another word, psychiatrist? How is that different from a psychologist? Yeah, uh, super common uh, confusion between psychologist and psychiatrist. I'd say the easiest way to tell them apart is psychiatrists go to med school and then get some extra training in also doing therapy and talking with people and so they will do a combination of therapy as well as uh, medication whereas psychologists are trained purely on the like talking and connecting with people side and so I can't prescribe meds uh, or have a role in that side so what's the best part about being a psychologist oh man my favorite is getting to talk to people Uh, that's easy I really love the uh, the connection and the, the chance to like help other folks feel better and live their lives better. Okay. Now here seems like a good time to take a quick commercial break. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. 
The Tribius Show would like to thank Boggy Creek Airboat Adventures for being one of our sponsors. I got to go on an airboat and saw a real gator. I even got to go to the gem mine and mine for some gems. We ate a steak dinner at the restaurant and even got some gator rights. If you want to have a blast with the entire family, I suggest you go to www.bcairboats.com right now to get your tickets today. The website again is bcairboats.com. And we are back here talking with Benjamin Emmer Emerson. Ben is one of the co-founders of Open Source Wellness. So, Ben, I know about open source when it comes to computers, but it usually means, like, free for everyone. Well, can you talk about your program, Open Source Wellness? Yeah. So, Open Source Wellness was really founded to help folks make the, the behavioral changes, like the lifestyle changes that really support our health and well-being. So eating well, exercising, reducing stress, and uh, connecting in meaningful ways. Mm -hmm. Now, what we know is that that is all much easier to do in community and to do it together. The idea of trying to make these changes on our own is really hard. And so the open source side of that is that we're, like, it's not rocket science to make these changes, but it does take community connection and support. And it's a place where we need to come together uh, to do it all, um, all, all together with each other. You're not wrong. Community is the best way to do everything. <laughs> Thanks. So this will help people learn behaviors to be healthier, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we've actually had some pretty striking outcomes. So I'm a giant data uh, nerd. I love uh, statistics. I love Excel. Um, And so literally from the first day we launched our program, we were collecting data on how folks were doing and how their health was going. And we've seen uh, folks on average have a 43% drop in their depression. They eat an extra serving of fruit and vegetables every day on average. They increase exercise by 45 minutes a week. It's been uh, really great, yeah. Okay. So is this like open source available to everyone or just certain groups of people? Our goal is to really reach out to the folks who are um, most in need here. And so we work with low-income clinics and we work with low-income housing to make these uh, groups available to folks who otherwise wouldn't have access to it. Okay, so what are some of the key ways we can improve our health through behavior? You know, it really comes down to those things that we do every day. So I think uh, we often think we have to make these giant changes, but um, small uh, marginal gains make a huge difference. For example, there was this study that came out in 2015 that said if everyone in America ate one more piece of fruit or one more vegetable per day, we would save 30,000 deaths a year. So, movement. I move all the time, but my dad, well, he's in a chair behind a a computer most of the time. What can he do to move more? Yeah, this is a place where I think community is so important. I find that if if I'm like trying to start more exercise on my own, I'm toast. But if I meet up with a friend to go for a walk in the afternoon, or if I like, you know, get my lunch from across the street instead of just uh, pulling leftovers out of the kitchen, it's a way to build in a little bit of movement in the everyday. I think we sometimes think that it's got to be this all or nothing. Like I'm going to be a marathon runner or exactly the way I But any little improvements we make, any little changes are huge. 
Uh, in fact, we found that uh, walking for 30 minutes a day is the gets a huge difference in our overall health and well-being and makes most of the impact of exercising uh, even for 60 or 90 or more minutes. So just those like okay. adding a little bit of walking in the middle. Okay. Now, my dad tries to get me to eat healthy, but salads are not always fun. How can I find foods that taste good and not going to break my piggy bank? Yeah, I think the idea of um, health food as an expensive thing or a niche thing is really, really common. But lots of healthy foods are actually even cheaper than, um, than unhealthy foods. When we think that this is not the most exciting, but I'm a giant oatmeal fan. I think I eat oatmeal like six mornings a week. And I get it in bulk from the store down the street, and it's much cheaper buying oatmeal than it is buying uh, some of the sugary cereals that are there or other things. Similarly, okay. like beans, vegetables, when we buy these things uh, fresh or buy them in bulk, they're often much cheaper than other meals, and they're super healthy. Okay. So how do you get new patients? Do people just show up and say that they need help? You know, when we first started, that was our idea. We're like, we'll build this amazing thing and people will just come to us. And uh, it turns out it doesn't work quite that easily. We've connected with low-income clinics. And so now doctors, when they're telling their patients, you need to move more, you need to eat better, instead of saying, you need to do these things, good luck with that, they say, you need to do these things and I'm going to refer you to a group that's going to help you do it in community. And so uh, the patients are referred right from their doctor. We have our groups right in the clinic that they're used to going to. And so it makes it a much smoother transition for them. Mm -hmm. So how do you know that this is a new way to do stuff is working? For me, that's a really great question, right? We talk with our patients and we hear stories from them like, oh, this is really great. This has really changed things for me. My health is so much better. I can play with my kids in a way that I couldn't, that kind of thing. But I'm a real data nerd. And so it's like, I want to know the numbers. I want to see that this is working uh, across people. And so we look at medical records and we see that for folks uh, who have high blood pressure, they were able to reduce their blood pressure by on average 19 points uh, through the course of uh, open source wellness. And this is um, when they look at uh, trials of blood pressure medications, they often reduce it about 10 points. This is like almost twice the impact uh, by doing the movement, by eating well, by connecting meaningfully with other people. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're serving low-income areas, how do you make money? So that's always a challenge, right? We have uh, a number of different ways that we pay for this work. One way is through uh, the county, because the uh, county government here also is really interested in helping these folks live better lives. And so the county pays for some of the work. We also have ways that we can partner with the clinics. And uh, by helping the clinics to see more patients, they're able to bill for more services and they uh, increase the revenue that they make and they contract, contract with us directly. Okay. And then there's also folks out there who say, you know, this is really important work. This is the kind of thing I want to see more of in the world. And they donate to help support this work. Okay. So how can someone that wants help get involved? 
there's a number of ways to get involved. I'd say the, the easiest, lowest bar is like, go to our website, sign up for the newsletter. You'll start hearing more about what we're doing here and the, the work that uh, is going on and um, kind of the ways that it's changing the world. Uh, and then we also have our charity walk coming up in uh, September 30th. So if folks want to come out and actually meet some of the participants and walk with us, uh, if you happen to be out on the West Coast, uh, we also do a virtual walk for that, so folks can walk wherever they are. And again, if you um, go to our website, we'll have a link to that. Well, does it require a lot of training to be a psychologist? It does. I have uh, done 25 years of school, which is just too many years. Whoa, that's <laughs> too much school. But what's the hardest part about doing this type of work? Hmm. That's a great question. You know, I think making, like finding ways to support the work is always the biggest challenge for me because doing the actual work itself, working with participants, uh, uh, seeing the changes that happen in their lives, like that's such a joy. That's really wonderful. Um, and, and finding the funding to make that work continue and expand and grow, that's always a challenge. What's the craziest thing that has happened while you were doing your passion? I remember this one story. Uh, we had a guy, I think he was 85 years old, and came into a group, and he had a cane that he was walking on, and came and did the group, did movement, and ate a good meal with us, and had some health coaching. And we realized when he left that he had left his cane there. We had to like go running after him and be like, wait, come back. You forgot this. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So how does being a psychologist make the world a better place? Well, I think there's lots of different ways that psychologists can do that. The one that has uh, spoken most to me really is through open source wellness and the idea that we're connecting right to the communities that need this work the most and also that we're working to shift how medical care is delivered. That instead of um, saying here are the things that you need to change. Good luck, I hope you change them. We're saying, here are the things you need to change, and here's a group that's gonna help you do it. Okay, what is the first step every person should do if they wanna get into the world of psychology? Uh, I think that uh, getting into psychology, the, the first place is, is, and it's gonna depend on where you're at in your life, right? So for you, Tiberius, the first step's gonna look a little different. If someone's already in college, it's going to be taking psychology classes. But I think the most important thing that we can do is to do exactly what you're doing today, is to talk with folks and really listen to them. I think it's a gift that we often don't get in our lives, to have someone deeply listen to what we're saying uh, and, and connect with that. Mm -hmm. So, what is the story of that one patient that you will never forget? I remember um, it was a veteran that I saw during my training uh, when I was in Boston and uh, he just he was a man who had been through a lot of trauma and uh, because he had been so hurt he tried to keep people at a distance from him uh, and in fact it was really um, confronting for him, the idea that someone might care about him. 
And so I remember him saying in session one day, like, I don't let anyone close enough. Uh, don't let anyone get close enough so that they care about me. And being able to just share back with him that I cared about him, that, that we had developed that together. Okay. Now, who can you say was the person that helped drive your passion the most? I think my co-founder. Uh, she is, uh, her name is Liz Markle, and she is also a psychologist. We met in grad school, and she shared about this vision for open source wellness and this idea that we could create a different way of the medical system happening and being delivered, and particularly being delivered for the folks who need it most. Mm -hmm. And I was just really uh, engaged by that, really enrolled. I was like, that's a powerful vision, and that's something that I want to help create in the world. Mm hmm well, what advice would you give to my listeners if they wanted to grow up and be a psychologist? I would say it's great. One of the things I love about psychology is there's so many different directions you can do. So, for example, you can see patients and do therapy, and that's wonderful and is making lives better. You can teach psychology, and you can uh, like create the next generation of psychologists, and that makes the world better. You can go the route I did and start a nonprofit to really work with the folks that matter uh, the most to you in whatever place that is, and that makes the world better. I think it's really wonderful that there are so many different ways that psychology can uh, work in the world. Okay. Well, what was the best advice that you've ever received, and who gave you that advice? Hmm. You know, it sounds trite. But I think the best advice was to treat myself like I would treat a friend. I have um, a habit of being really hard on myself and being really self-critical. And I would never do that with a friend. Like if my friend were going through a hard time, I would never say like, oh, well, you should have just worked harder or studied more or something like that. I would be really compassionate with them. And so that's like really... saying do unto others as others would do to you. Yeah, yeah, a very similar piece, a, a similar idea to that. But then, like, turning it back to yourself and saying, you know, uh, just like you want to treat other people the way you would want to be treated, treat yourself as well as you treat those other people. Okay. What was the very first job that you've ever had? Yeah, so I worked uh, doing contractor work. My There was a guy at my mom's church who had a company doing handyman uh, work, uh, around the area, and uh, I helped him out summers in high school and then uh, ongoing in college. Okay. So, was there anything you learned from that job that helped you to be a better psychologist? You know, I think it really helped me to uh, connect with folks who are different than me. So, uh, me and my boss there had some really different views on the world, uh, but he was also a really kind, caring person. And so the ability to connect with him and learn about his story, and um, I think that that is crucial in being a psychologist. Okay. So what message do you want to tell children all over the world about doing the work that you do? You know, I would say if you have a vision of something, if you have a, a dream for making it happen, like I really encourage you to do it. Uh, there are so many ways that we can improve the world and that we can reach out and, um, and, and change it and make a difference. Uh, and, you know, we've only got one shot at this life. So uh, if you've got something you really want to do. You only get one life. Yeah.
So savor it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break to pay some bills. Oak Ridge Gun Range is a family-oriented shooting range that has been in business for over 30 years. They specialize in basic firearm training and offer numerous services such as consignments, gun trades, gunsmithing, and concealed weapon classes. I even got my training for gun safety at Oak Ridge Gun Range. Great customer service and firearm safety is what they do best. So find out more at OakRidgeGunRange.com. The Tiberius Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando. These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff, ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that Tiberius sent you. And we are back with award-winning psychologist Ben Emerit Aronson. Ben, my dad said that you won a whole lot of awards for the work that you do. What is that one award that you're most proud of and why? I think the one I'm most proud of is the Prime Health Award from uh, Colorado. And it's a place where so many of the other organizations that were competing were tech solutions. You know, they were an app to change health in this way or an app to change health in that way. And so uh, the fact that we as a non-tech focused solution, that folks that were focused really on community and connection and well-being, and so for folks to see that and say, like, that's what we need more of in this world, uh, that was really meaningful to me. Okay. So it says here that you speak all over the United States about the impact of daily behaviors in creating health. So which is the one state that you enjoyed visiting the most and why? Hmm. That might be Colorado also. Wow. Uh, we just gave a talk there maybe a month or two ago. And uh, Colorado is such a beautiful state. And then it's also uh, like they have a real focus on health. Uh, it's actually like Vermont in that way. We um, worked with uh, the University of Vermont to train up some of their staff and train up some health coaching professors out there actually. Uh, and it's similar in that it's a really beautiful place that has a real focus on being outdoors and being healthy. And it's uh, just kind of a great lifestyle balance. Nice. So if you could go back 10 years and tell yourself something, what would it be? I think I would say uh, you're doing great. Keep it up um, and be kind to yourself. I think that's, for me, is uh, often an ongoing challenge is having that self-kindness and compassion. And so just the reminder that I'm doing well. Okay. So what was the biggest mistake you ever made and how did it change you as a person? Boy, that's a long list. Um, <laughs> I remember a relationship that I was in where I didn't um, kind of stand up for the things that were important to me. And then the relation, I think because I was worried that the relationship would end, 
and then the relationship did end anyway. Uh, but I hadn't kind of set those boundaries wow. that were so important. And so I think the way it changed me as a person is to say, like, make sure you're listening to that voice inside that says, like, you know, here are the boundaries, here are the things that's important to me, uh, and to to value those, to say that really matters. So when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Well, you might be able to see over my shoulder, I've got a couple of bicycles up there. I used to really love bike riding, uh, but I had twins born. Um, I have twin toddlers that are born about uh, almost two years ago now. And so since I've had them, I haven't had nearly the time for biking and have taken up running. And so I'll like mm. put them in the stroller and go out for a run with them. Okay. So do you play video games? And if you do, what's your favorite one? I don't play video games. Not even on your phone? No, I like scroll Facebook on my phone, but uh, no. That's it? Yeah, it's terrible, huh? That's all you do? Uh, Instagram also. That's all you do? <laughs> well, what what's your favorite book to read? Like? Oh, my favorite book is called Ten Points, uh, and it was by an author who is also a bicyclist. Uh, and he uses um, bicycling to talk about his life and the challenges of his life and some really dark times that he went through and then the ways that he kind of came back from that. Uh, but it's just, it's a really moving uh, read. Okay. 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 Now, can you tell me that one story? You know, remember, this is a kid's show. The one story, well, that you're not supposed to tell me about. Come on, you can tell me. Uh, let's see. I, th I think for me that what comes up is like being like an embarrassing amount of nerd. So I have a Rubik's cube right over there on my shelf. And if doing a Rubik's cube weren't enough, I one time, uh, I would ride my bike like on a bicycle treadmill. It's called rollers where you'd ride in place. And I learned to do that really well. And then I learned to do that with no hands. And then I would do, I would ride my bicycle in place while doing a Rubik's cube. <laughs> There's actually a video on YouTube of this. Really? Okay, cool. So, is there anything else you think my listeners should know about you? Mm. Do you have a YouTube channel? I don't have a YouTube channel. Okay. My wife uh, likes to say that I should start a youtube channel because i really like explaining things to her and she's tired of me explaining things to her and so she wants me to explain them to other people <laughs> okay that's actually kind of funny well do you have a facebook or website for my listeners to want to follow you yeah i would say check out open source wellness our website is just opensourcewellness.org uh, on facebook you can find us at uh, open source wellness on facebook or instagram I think we've even got a little bit on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Well, what is that one question that you think I forgot to ask you? Hmm. I don't know, Tiberius. You did a really stellar job. You had lots of great questions here. Thank you. Now, thank you, Ben, for being my special guest. Can you stick around for Math Corners? I love math. That's actually the whole reason I'm here is because I heard about Math Corners. Okay. 
So you want to make an ad for your company, right? Yeah, Tiberius. You want to help me? Okay, so what's the name of the company? PPWND. PP what? Professional Pressure Washing and Detailing. So you like clean driveways? Yeah, like that. We pressure wash commercial buildings and semi-truck and trailers. So how would someone get a hold of you? Uh, they can visit my site at ppwnd.com or call me at 407-900-7793. So why just tell them to call you at 407-900-7793 or visit ppwnd.com? Yeah, Tiberius, you got it. Cut, that's a wrap. Just use that. Tiberius' favorite subject, it's Math Corners! Thank you, Stephen, for helping me with Math Corners. This week, we're going to do some more multi-step word problems. My dad is always good at finding new problems for me to solve. Today, we're going to talk about a fundraiser. So, Tanya's school decided to host a weekly farmer's market to raise the money for the school choir. Last fall, they sold squash, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, and potatoes. After adding together all of their earnings, Tanya found that they had made $254. If the school made $89 from squash sales, $43 from Brussels sprouts, and $68 from broccoli, how much did the school make from potato sales? Well, that is a great question, and I would need to write this down. You probably might want to, because I'm about to explain it. So... Well, first, it's a rural problem because we do know that schools are always trying to raise money for the arts programs. But not many have farmer's markets. Let's see how this one goes. So, to solve this issue, you have to add up all the sales that we know about. So, $89 in squash plus 43 from Brussels sprouts, that makes 132. Then you add the 36 from broccoli, and then you get 200 even. So, this is convenient. Now, you just have to subtract the 200 from the, main, from the money raised, which is 254. That means the school raised $54 from the potatoes alone. That's a lot of potatoes. Yeah. So, Ben, did you ever sell veggies as a school fundraiser? Never sold veggies as a school fundraiser. I remember selling wrapping paper, and uh, actually, there was one year we sold fruit, so that's close. Well, I didn't sell veggies either. I I always try to sell candy or magazines, preferably chocolate. I think chocolate's always a winner. Mm-hmm. Well, my teacher said that I would use math every day. Do you use math in your work? I do. Uh, I've actually used math a lot, so in part I use it because we study the outcomes that I talked about earlier so people's improvements in health and well-being uh, and so that's a way that I'm doing lots of math and statistics but then another piece of starting a company is needing to do things like budgeting and taxes and things that are not very fun but have to have to happen and so uh, yeah I end up using my math a lot okay well thank you so much Ben for your help with math corners Thanks for having me. Aw, Dad, my computer's slow again and I can't play my games. Call your computer solutions today and we will scan for viruses and clean that computer up remotely and make it fast again. Our phone number is 407-826-0810. Thanks, Dad. My computer's fast again. Now I can do my homework. Thanks for calling your computer solutions at 407-826-0810. And now it's time for the heart of a lion. 
As you know, we talk about the qualities of living by the heart of a lion, which stands for leadership, integrity, obedience, and ability. This week, we're going to talk about integrity. For me, I think integrity is doing what is right even when no one else is looking. The qualities of integrity is honesty, sincerity, truthfulness, and fairness. So this week, I was at the grocery store with my dad, and I saw an elderly lady that only had a couple of items in her hands. The line was long with just only eight people in it. A young man who's about to reach the register told her that she could move ahead of him. This does not make a lot of people in the line happy, but it was fairness and the right thing to do. Not only did he do the right thing, he did it with a lot of other people unhappy with him because of it. My dad pointed out that sometimes integrity in front of people can just be the opposite of what the group wants. Sometimes it's a lot harder that way. I think that's so, definitely true. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, did you see you use integrity at all this week? You know, um, the, <laughs> the way that I saw integrity stand out this week is actually, it may sound a little silly. Um, you know those emails that are, like, spammy and try to get you to give away information so that they can hack in? Yeah. I got one of those, uh, and I started to go through it because it caught me. I'm usually pretty good at those, but uh, at, at not falling for those. But this was a system that we use, and they're like, oh, you need to renew your registration. And I'm like, oh, I better get in there and renew the registration. And about halfway through, I realized that it was a scam and not the actual company. Really? And the easy thing to do there would be to you know, say, glad I realized it, and you know, delete the email and move on with the day. Um, but instead, I sent out an email to my entire staff saying, hey, this is what just happened. Uh, I think of myself as really good at avoiding these. And even I was caught in this. Just a reminder of how easy it can be. Keep an eye out for this. Always ask if you have any, um, any questions. And so Dang. I was able to use my mistake as a learning opportunity for yeah. the rest of the staff. Wow. So... Of all of the heart of a lion virtues, which is the one that you see the most? Well, I think leadership, you know, it's literally my job, right? I am the co-founder, and so every day we're, I'm trying to figure out with the rest of my leadership team how to best support the company and support our staff and support our participants. Um, at the same time, I, I don't think you can lead without integrity. Uh, so I think that I think while they're all really intertwined, those are the two that stand out most for me. Okay. Well, we should always try and be lying strong in everything we do, shouldn't we? Absolutely. Over 40 years, Lighthouse Central Florida has provided education, independent life skills, and job training to thousands of Central Floridians who live with blindness or any degree of vision loss. Whether it's picking out clothes in the morning or just moving around your community and serving Orange, Seminole, and Osceola counties, contact Lighthouse Central Florida at 407-898-2483 or visit them online at lighthousecfl.org. And that's our show, folks. I want to thank the one, the only, the amazing Benjamin Emerit Aronson for being on my show. It has been so much in talking to you today. I think we're going to learn a lot about open source wellness and the joys of being a psychologist. Thanks so much for having me, Tiberius. This was a real pleasure. No problem. Do you mind giving your website again? 
You bet. It's uh, www.opensourcewellness.org. Thank you. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Type of You Show. And I would like to thank WWPR 1490 AM, KINT 98, Soul Radio 24-7, Way TV, and all the other stations that air on my show. Please be sure to visit the Type of You Show on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Ben, have you subscribed yet? Absolutely. Great. That's a great job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Oh, and leave a comment and tell me what you would like to see me interview next. Also, be sure to listen to us next week on the Type of You Show with your host, Top Every Yes Boy!